Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey yo, speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie. Speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie. Hi guys, so welcome back to Rants and Gems Real Estate Podcast. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, license number 317576, broker extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And today we have an incredible episode for you guys. Absolutely, man. We're talking luxury real estate, but first and foremost, we are on location in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. And we are downtown LA. I want to give a big shout out to Melissa Ford and iGasm Studios for hosting us here today. Look, guys, if you guys need to film content, film your co- your podcast, take some photos, Melissa Ford and her team at iGasm will take care of you guys. All right, so we're going to put all the information in the description of this video so you guys can tap in. Listen, so. Melissa, thank you again. Now, let's talk about this episode. Absolutely. So, we have the Rod Watson. I mean, I'm not excited just because his last name is my last name. But <laughs> the Watsons took this the over. Watson, it was a, it's a Watson takeover, okay? He, <laughs> a Rod Watson, he has built a formidable um, reputation as a trusted professional in the Southern California market as a real estate agent. Then eventually he went on to open his own firm, which is going to be Aston Rose, and he has partnered with three phenomenal business partners, and they are going to take over the entertainment luxury division of real estate. Absolutely. Him and his partners, um, Tommy Rose, Rob Height, and Lisa Leslie, are taking over this market. And you know what? It's for us by us at the end of the day. And this is what I really love about this story of them collaborating with each oh, other yes. instead of competing. You know, they're all from the sports world, so they used to team 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 being the teammates. Yeah. And I and I love the way they just put this thing together and they're out here about to take over the world. So oh, yes. you guys are definitely gonna get a lot of information out of this episode. Rob is extremely passionate about oh, yes 
about his people first and foremost and about representation. So get your pen and pads together because this was a gem dropping episode. And let me tell you, even if you're not a broker and you're not into into real estate, you need to listen to this because you're going to buy real estate. And you need to understand why representation is so important and why you need to make better choices when looking for a professional to protect your best interests and help you build generational wealth. Absolutely. So look, tap in. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. I mean quick. All right? No bathroom breaks. You got enough to go probably go to the fridge and come right back. All right? (laughs) So after these commercial breaks, we're going to bring on our guy, Rob Watson. And look, he's a certified gym dropper, so prepare yourself. All right? All right. So we'll see you all in a few seconds. See you soon. Today's episode is sponsored by Walter Daniel and Martinique Petty of Petty Realty Group based in Oakland, California. Walter and Martinique are both HBCU grads and one of the top real estate duos in the Bay Area. Over the past 18 months, they sold 53 homes for over $38 million in sales volume. Martinique and Walter are also real estate investors that own properties in California, Maryland, and Georgia. So if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Bay Area, make sure you hit up Martinique and Walter at PettyRealtyGroup.com for more information and tap in on their Instagram page. You can follow Walter at W underscore Daniel underscore Holmes and Martinique at Martinique Petty Realty. All right. Tap in with our sponsors. They're doing great things out in the Bay Area. So hit them up if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. And if you want to advertise with Rants and Gems, email Info at RansomGems.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to Ransom Gems. Thank you to all our sponsors. Look, if you're interested in getting your ads on Ransom Gems, email info at RansomGems.com. We'll have the email in the description of this video as well. Um, today, we are joined, like we said, by our special guest, Mr. Rod Watson. Rod, what's going on, my brother? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate you and Queen having me on, man. I love what you guys are doing for the culture, and I'm excited about being here. Look, man, we're excited to have you here. We got a lot to talk about. You're a certified gym dropper. Yes. But let's start <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. When did you fall in love with real estate? Wow, man. Good question. Uh, 2003, to be exact. I okay. remember being in a one-bedroom apartment with my wife, Laura. She was pregnant with our first daughter. Wow. And uh, I was laying up on the couch watching a late-night infomercial back then. You know, infomercials yeah. flashed on TV, and it was a, a Carlton Sheets program. For those of you that, yes, that, I remember that, that. You know, old enough to remember Carlton Ram program. Exactly. You know, I'll be 46 this year, but I was laying up on the couch one night and this infomercial flashed across the TV, how to buy a home with no money, with no money down. And that caught my attention. And, you know, coming from the basketball world, playing sports, I was in coaching in my graduate program and as an assistant coach and, you know, still had that twinge to kind of play, but yet looking for that next thing that gave me that fulfillment that basketball gave me as a Mm -hmm. professional and then coming into college, I just wasn't sure if college was going to be for me. And then after seeing that infomercial, it was like, that was it. So mm-hmm. I bought the course, best $175 I ever spent in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, literally went through the course in a matter of weeks, got my note cards. My wife's like, you really serious about this? I mean, I remember buying what a mortgage was, interest rate, variable rate, you know, deeds, all of these things I had on my cue cards, which I still have, by the way, at home wow. in a little box. Uh-huh. And uh, that, set, that set it off. You know, from that point, I was on a mission to, one, enter the market as an investor, and then later I became an agent after I learned more about the business. Okay, that's dope, man. So yeah. you still have those sheets. It's like It's like uh, it's framed in the box. Yep. It's like a keepsake, so yep. to speak, right? Yep. It just reminds me of, you know, you know, my whole mission was legacy. You know, it wasn't about the money. 
It was about creating a different life than what I had experienced growing up. I had some unfortunate situations early on in my childhood. And I just said, you know, at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to create the world I want my future children and grandchildren to live on. And so for me, I felt real estate, real estate would create those equitable opportunities for not just myself while I'm here and alive, because listen, we're all gonna die, right? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, it's bigger than just the money, the cars and all these things. It's like, especially what we've experienced as black people, right? Mm -hmm. We have this time, I call it the Renaissance. You know, our ancestors didn't get these opportunities. Uh, Absolutely. Years ago, black people couldn't have a real estate Absolutely. So for me, once I- Hell, you could barely buy a house. Barely buy a house, you know, redlining, we can go on and on, all these things that, that we've had to deal with socially and economically. I saw it as an opportunity for me, for myself, to create a legacy that I felt would, you know, open doors for my family and also people that were part of that process. And so it was just a no-brainer. You know, once I understood the value that real estate could bring to the table. Mm. That's a really good point you made. You said you started off as an investor mm -hmm. and then got your license. Can right. you tell us about, like, your investment journey? Because yeah. everybody wants to invest yeah. now. Yeah, so that's a good another good question. You know, taking the course showed me that back then in 2005, three, four, five, you could buy a house with 100% down. I mean, you could have oh, a yeah. 590 credit score, right? And all you needed was a pulse. That's it. Dog, <laughs> dog, <laughs> a dog could buy a house that's back it. then. Basically. Yep. So me and my wife, I got out of coaching, right? And I came, remember, I had a, I was a, a head associate coach and I had just finished my master's degree at Point Loma Nazarene University. And I told my college coach, who was actually the head coach at that time, like, look, I'm, I'm going to move on. I think it's time for me to pursue what I really want to do. And he understood it. But I remember he shed a tear because he was just like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to miss you. And he's like, you know, I, I, I believe whatever path you're going on, you're going to be successful. And so he gave me my blessings. And me and my wife moved to Texas and lived with my mom for a year until we saved up enough money to buy our first home. But I followed the instructions of the course that I took with Carlton Sheets on how to buy a home with no money down. And the strategy was basically utilize 100% financing. So we identified our first new construction property. We went in, negotiated with the lender. The lender paid and covered the closing costs, mm -hmm. right? And then there was a small fraction of closing costs that the lender I was working with, they rolled that in, which was literally about maybe wow. 500 bucks. And so I had to literally put down 200 and some dollars. And then what ended up happening is after closing, the title company sent me back a check and wow. I got that money back. So I actually bought our first home, followed the instructions of Carlton Sheets, how to buy a home with no money down, our first property, for $157,000, four bedroom house, wow. uh, 2,300 square feet, two car garage in a you know really nice suburb in Katy, Texas. And that was really what set the course. And that was our first investment. And we went on from there, my wife and I, to buy other properties in Katy that we bought, renovated, and some of them we focused on that were tax foreclosures. Okay. And so what I went in and did is I knew that, that the homeowner was in distress. and. I had read different books on how to actually negotiate with those homeowners. So there was one homeowner, they owed like 60 some thousand dollars in back taxes. And that's a lot for Texas, right? And they were getting foreclosed on. So I negotiated and saw that they had a substantial amount of equity and said, look, you guys are gonna lose the house in a, in a, in a matter of days. So we'll buy it at this price. But what I want is I want 20 grand back. And so they gave me the $20,000 back at closing, because keep in mind, it's what you negotiate and what's on the hood. Absolutely. Right? It's not illegal if it's on the hood. Absolutely. Correct. And so we negotiated those terms and we took that money and used it for the renovations to update that property. Ooh. And then we put a tenant in it. 
And uh, we did this multiple times. And then later down the road, when we exit those properties, because the ultimate goal was to get back to California, we sold off some of those properties. And I use that money to fund my dream and where I'm at now today. So let's let's um, keep it in Texas for a second. Right. So you, you guys, the strategy is beautiful, right? Because yeah. back then you can do pretty much anything. It was the wild cowboy yeah, days for real. Right. Yeah, you, you could be a dog, a cat and get along. Yeah. Right. It exactly. didn't matter. There was no real verifications of yeah. anything back then. Yeah. Right. But now you took that journey and you guys started, you and your wife started flipping houses. Yeah. But what made you decide to now say, you know what, let me get my real estate license. Let me become a real estate broker. Great, great question. Um, you know, I was working at the time because we needed income, right? And, my, and I didn't want my wife to, to we, had a, we had two daughters by that point. I didn't want her working for someone and someone else raising our children or influencing our kids. And I felt that was very important based upon how I grew up because I was a latchkey kid. My mom had to work multiple jobs. My dad was in prison. And so I knew what it was like to come home to have to like not have a parent there. Yeah. And I didn't want my mm -hmm. kids experiencing that. And that was my responsibility once again, as I stated, to control the legacy and the outlook of how my kids experience life. And so I was working for Jaguar Land Rover, and then eventually I moved to Lexus and eventually to Porsche. And so I had other associates that were in the real estate industry, they would come by and they would mm -hmm. buy cars and they kept telling me, you need to get in real estate, you need yeah. to get in real estate. And so when we were buying and, and moving the properties, it kind of dawned on me like we could actually negotiate even more capital from the commissions, right, to put towards our projects. And my wife had gotten her license. So I said, oh, look, mm -hmm. babe, hold it down until I get my license and then I'll transfer out. And what did it for me is, you know, I, I thought I was making money on you know, averaging $700 a copy on luxury cars, right? Yeah. I was making nine, 10 grand a month. You know, in Texas, you balling. Yeah. We had yeah, already owned 100%. a house. Like life was great. You yeah. can go anywhere, right. do whatever we wanted. But then one of my friends brought in and he put his commission check down on the table. And I looked at it and I was like, is that for the month? He was like, no, that's one deal. Mm. So then I kind of sat back and I was like, there's four forms of currency. It's knowledge, time, relationships, and money. Most of us spend time chasing money and under, undervaluing the fact that the greatest asset aside from our health is your knowledge and your time and mm. the relationships. And so I was like, am I spending the best use of my time here trading it for the opportunity to make 10 grand a month when there's an abundance of opportunity out here that I can go out here and it's unlimited and I can live the life I totally want. And my, my biggest drive in all these guys was freedom. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, I could give a damn about like the money side because it's going to come when you're doing what you love. Absolutely. It was the freedom. And I saw he had that. And I was sitting here having to take or go ask another man, can I have these days off so I can go do what I want to do with my family? And I said, I'm not going to live my life like that. So that motivated me to figure out, all right, how can mm -hmm. I reduplicate that for myself? And then my wife was already in the business and she was getting her traction. So then I got my license like literally a year and a half after her. She got her license in 06. We had already been buying property. So by 08, I was licensed. Wow. Wow. Great story. That's a <laughs> great story. story. I, I didn't even know your wife had her license mm -hmm. at one time. Yeah, we worked as a husband and wife team for almost eight years. How was that? Tell it was. She'll tell you. She'll tell you something different. But, but for me, it was great. Right? Okay. Because that was. The dream. I guess for her, it wasn't yeah, that it, great. It, some it, days. it wasn't that it wasn't great. Her hardest part, and I think a lot of women can identify with this that have kids, or when you get ready to have kids, you know, you get that mom guilt being away from your kids working, mm -hmm. and the real estate is so demanding. And Queen, I know you. You know, especially as a professional woman, you oh, know, you're married, know. so you 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 have to find that work life balance for your husband, and it's like the phone's always ringing. 
you know, clients always have questions or you got to adapt to them. And so she had to go through that process. And I would tell her, like, set your boundaries. You know what I mean? Yes. But when you're first starting out, that can be really scary because you're concerned about, am I going to lose this deal? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is this client going to have an issue if I tell them don't call me between only call me between these times? So uh -huh. that part of it was tough for her. And but but overall, we had a great time. Like we got along. That was my dream, like to be able to work with your spouse, you know, yeah. to some capacity in the same career field and to be there to support her. She was there to support me. It was a really good experience. And now she's actually working. She takes her test in a couple of weeks, so she's about to get back in the game and it's on. Oh, it's on. Let me tell you. I like that. I like that, I like that. that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. So now you've already settled in. You're, yeah. Now you, you set your sights on a bigger goal. Mm -hmm. What was the plan to come back to California and why were you so passionate about coming back here? You know, a couple of reasons. I, I was actually 2010, the Lakers, if you guys remember, in the Boston Celtics game seven in the championship game. Yeah. And that, you know, I'm a Lakers yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm a diehard Lakers that was fan. By, so that was by far yeah. probably the best NBA finals ever. If Absolutely. You're real, if you're a real basketball fan. You do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon, and weekend getaways are anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back -back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infinity QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. Greater. Um, I believe in divine, like there's divine intervention. I believe we all have a purpose in this world. Mm -hmm. And I believe if we listen to our moral compass, the compass that's within us, that God's given us, it tells us the directions we need to go in life. And sometimes we struggle with that because we find ourselves chasing things or pursuing things for whatever the reasons are, whether it's society, monetary values. And I was sitting on the couch after that finals, and I kept hearing this chant, LA, LA. And in my mind, I'm like, is this just because I'm a Lakers fan or whatnot? <laughs> but then I, I started like studying the market out here and I started looking at, all right, we're doing distressed sales here and the average sales price of a home is $100,000. But then distressed sales and the average sales price of a home at that time in San Diego, California was 500,000. So I'm like, I'm doing the same amount of work and I can make three to four times more. Plus I finally got my wife to tell me she wasn't crazy about Texas. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what the hell are we sticking around for? Yeah. And for me, I had two daughters and the reality is they're always watching. And I believe I set the standard of what or how they're going to perceive a man is in this world. Mm -hmm. And Again, going back to legacy, we were comfortable. Life was great. We owned multiple properties. We had no issues. But for me, I wanted something bigger. And I wanted to challenge myself like I did in sports. When I was young, I never played with the kids my age. I played with the old guys and got my ass kicked. Sorry mm -hmm. for cussing. If I now you're good. Oh, you're good. And, and that was a challenge for me to get beat up, to get pushed around. Because it one, it tested me and showed me, like, what do you have? What, what's in you? Do you? How bad do you really want this? Texas, you know, that market... We were doing well. This is a challenge. I would tell people by far, this is the Mecca. This is the hardest market you can ever work in when it comes to real estate. New York will probably be a next second to that because everything's vertical and it's just, yeah. it's, it, those are by far the two tougher markets. And I saw the abundance of opportunity. Keep in mind, I went to college here. So I knew about Southern California. 
And when you look outside of these windows, you see real estate as far as the eyes can see. And Absolutely. That, to me, that meant unlimited opportunities. And Absolutely. I wanted to challenge myself. And of course, you can't beat the Southern California life, the weather. Right. <laughs> My wife's a Southern California girl. She grew up in Northern California, Sonoma County, up near Napa Valley, Santa Rosa. And so I wanted her to also be happy, too. And um, I wanted my daughters to also experience something different than what I had. I had been in Texas my whole life. And so we came here and we accomplished a goal when we came to Texas, which was to own real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And we did that. I hadn't mastered doing business at the highest level. And that was the challenge, is to come do business at the highest level and establish a legacy here for myself and my family. Wow. So you guys went from Texas, distress, foreclosures, mm -hmm. short sales, yeah. that market, then you jump. <laughs> Jump out the window, so to speak. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. People thought we were yeah. crazy. Because it is kind of crazy yeah. to go from a small market to mm -hmm. a big metropolitan city like yeah. New York or yeah. L.A. These are big cities. Absolutely. You know, when you got to have big dreams, but your work ethic has to be even bigger than that, right? Because yeah. people come here and they dream and they fail yeah. because they think, oh, the average price is this. I'm going to make all of this money. Oh, yeah. And hey, it's a rude awakening. Yeah. You get slapped in the face. We, it happened to us. You know, yeah. it, it's we tough. So tell us that tell us, tell us the bad, right? Because everybody talks about the good, right? So tell us the bad and the ugly about transitioning into a big market coming from a small market. Yeah, um, that's it's important, I'm, and I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, we we had a skewed perception of what it, we were like. Okay, if we're killing it here, we're gonna come to California. What's gonna be different? We're gonna make more money, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we came here with twenty thousand dollars in a dream, and. I had actually missed the mark on how much time it was going to take to close my first deals. And when I got here, I had to not only learn the market, but I had to figure out really, you know, how was I going to be successful, right? What what niche market was I going to really establish myself in? And once again, we were like short sales because you know that. However, I didn't know it was going to take me nine months to close my first deal, mm -hmm. right? And so an unfortunate situation took place. My sister was murdered. My sec this is this was my second sister that was murdered December of 2012. Damn, sorry. Yeah, December uh, 23rd, she passed away. And I had a choice to make, and that was to go back and live in Texas. Me and my wife talked about it, and we only had $2,000 in our bank account. And I hadn't even closed my first deal, but I had deals in my pipeline, but I felt maybe I need to go back to support my mother and help, you know, mm -hmm. just be there for family. And we discussed it and said, no, we're going to take that off the table. We came here for a reason. And um, I didn't anticipate, one, going nine months without closing the deal. So as you can imagine, that was super stressful. Absolutely. And um, I didn't anticipate losing another, another sister, another family member due to murder. And that, that, that just changed something in me to where it was like, okay, this is what you came here for. Even though it's not unfolding the way you expected, you got a choice to make. And life ain't always going to be easy. And things aren't always going to go according to plan. And so within, me and my spouse, we just said, we came here. Let's stick it out. Mm -hmm. And so we took that option off the table going back to Texas. And so fast forward, you know, we made the decision, like, to immerse myself. So I really just spent a lot of time getting to know the markets. And then I closed my first deal and everything just kind of fell in place after that point in making that decision. And I think making that decision was the turning point for my career because then it gave me the confidence to know that I can make it. And I went on from that point. It really never looked back, and you know, here we are today. 
Man. And that's an incredible story. Yeah, man. Because a lot of people quit too soon. Yeah, you know, I you agree. think it's going to be easy and you get into it and you get discouraged and you see it out. Yeah. And I think that when you saw that out in your wife, because, you know, women, when you when you have the right woman beside you, I feel like you're, it's limitless what you can accomplish. Queen, you're 100% correct about and that. And so when you think about it, she make, she closed that option for you she so did. you could literally get laser focused yep. on this market. And look at you today. Yeah. I, I, I will say this, it is great. When you talk about having the right woman by your side as a man, it, it it's, can't even put it, there's no value you can place on that because aside from her make, saying, hey, honey, let's close this door, we're not even gonna consider that, we're taking it out the table. She was the real reason why I got my license because I was afraid to walk away from the job at the time because I was a sole provider. Even though we were doing our flips and stuff and she was starting to get into the industry and make money, I still was concerned, like, could I succeed and maintain this? Like, can I go from, you know, even though I was 100% sales commission, it's a different animal getting out here trying to sell real estate. Absolutely. Right? Oh, yes. and Absolutely. When you're selling cars, the dealership is paying for marketing. Absolutely. Paying for the the people are coming into the showroom. To come yeah. the door. You just got to work on your skills and know your product and be able to sell and close. Real estate, it's the complete opposite. You got to do the marketing. You got to generate the leads, right? You got to know the market. You got to be able to convey your value to the client, right? And you got to know your contracts. And you got to be able to convey to people why they should work with you. It's a lot more, right? Well, she told me, she's like, I believe in you. And she's like, if there's anybody that can do do this, it's you. And she's like, I got us. Quit that fucking job. Mm. And the next day I went in and I was working at Porsche, making six figures a year, driving Porsches, doing whatever the hell I wanted as an internet manager. And just her instilling that confidence in me gave me the belief in myself that I can do this. Man, we need to buy your, your wife or something. <laughs> Listen, a bottle right. of wine or something. Let's cheers to that. Like, let's, like, let's yeah, yeah, we got a chance to your cheers wife on that, that one. Yeah. Salute, salute <laughs> to her. Yeah. Because, man, yes. <laughs> that was powerful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She is the reason why I am where I am, just to just her, you know, having that confidence and if you know, if you, if, if I can't explain it, when you have a partner, like there's, there's relationships when you have a partnership. I sense you guys have a partnership. You and your husband have a partnership. It's like, yeah, those people aren't just there for the ride. They're there for the journey. And it's a big mm -hmm. difference. A lot of people understand that when people in your life, some people are just along for the ride. And then there's people in your life that's along for the journey. And when you have people that are in your life for the journey, the journey can take you here, there, up, down, they rocking with you. And those are the people you want to stick close to and value the most in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Big gem. Major gem. Big gem. Biggest gem of this episode. We ain't even finished. Right, right, <laughs> right. Hold you I don't know what else you're going to say <laughs> in the next 30, 40 minutes. Oh, he got so much going but on. But that is a big ass gem. Yeah. Chokes, we need a gem sound. A gem sound. <laughs> <laughs> right I'll put a gem on the screen or something. But that follow was, the that journey. Was, yeah, you know? follow the journey. And man. now we have to ask this question because, sure. you know, even when I first started keeping up with you on social media, you know how I found you? Not because your last name is Watson. Yeah. Um, I was intentional. You know, I was I got into real estate and I said, you know, if I can sell all these houses, I want to do luxury. Like we deserve to do luxury. And I think people think, oh, you want to do luxury because of the money. Mm -hmm. It's not just because of the money. It's the challenge. You Absolutely. can get bored with anything. Absolutely. It's the challenge of doing luxury. And then it's also understanding why can't we? Like, Absolutely. As, and it's not enough minorities selling luxury at a high level. Mm -hmm. So when I came across your page, I was just looking for black luxury agents, minority lu luxury agents. And I was like, oh, there we go. Yep. It's someone else. Right. Yep. And, it, and when you see someone doing something, it encourages you and it makes you feel like you can do it, too. Absolutely. So tell us about your transition from and to getting into luxury. And how did you because I know it wasn't an easy ride, but how did how did that how did that look? Yeah. 
things you just touched on were great points when you talk about the lack of representation in this space when you when you're looking at the luxury market specifically and out west there's next to none and what i found is when i was transitioning at the time i was with remax and i was transitioning out of being in the distressed property market and around 2013 i started saying no you got to reinvent yourself because equity you know home values are starting to go up sellers were beginning to have equity in their properties and so i was like you know what what are you going to do next? Am I going to stay in the business? And I started doing my research and really looking at what other options. There's the investment side of the business. There's the lending side of the business. I'm like, do I want to stay grounded? You know, do I want to stay in this business? And, and, and if I do, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And so when it got to the luxury sector, I started really just locking in on who were the players like you steady. Like I started looking yeah. like who are the players in this space that I need to model myself after? that I need to like, it's like basketball. When I was a kid, I watched Michael Jordan, right? But then I also looked into people in my community that I admired their game and how they played, you know, how they handled the ball, how they shot their swag, all of those things. And so what I started noticing is like, shit, ain't nobody out here that look like me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, where do I start? And then I stepped back for a minute and I was like, well, that's not an excuse to move forward in this space. And then I made the decision right then and there that I was going to not only enter this space, but I was gonna be a representation for the culture. And I was gonna be an inspiration for other young black men and women that look like me, that this can be done at the highest level because I consider the West Coast the highest level aside from New York when it comes to luxury real estate, just because of how challenging it is, the scale of the properties. You don't have to explain. We were just just in a a mansion that was $87 million last night. You don't have to explain. (laughs) The highest level, because the highest sold property that we have in Atlanta that was 16 million. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's a, it's yeah. a huge yeah. difference. And, 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 here, and, and, and that doesn't take away yeah. from the work, but it is a huge difference. Yeah. You can respectfully, you can put that, yeah. you, can, you can say that about it. And, and just like here, I tell people in the last 18 months, there's been over $700 million sales. Jesus. Over $700 million sales. sales. That's not, that's not happening that's not anywhere normal. else in the world. That's not even happening in New York. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, just so this is real. the Mecca, right? And yeah. so for me, it was about that representation, Quina, and not seeing myself. That motivated me, just like in basketball. It of motivated course. me to say, you know what? Not only am I going to do it, but I'm going to open the doors up for other people that look like me to come in and do it too. And you were welcoming. And I can tell you because when I entered that social media space, and I think it's important that we remember that. And I try to do that now. Like you, you were welcoming to that space. Like mm-hmm. you saw me, you was like, oh, okay, you're doing your thing out yeah. there in Atlanta. Yeah. And every time he saw me getting bigger and bigger deals, you were always in the DMs. Like, I see you, like, yeah. that's good. And you need that yeah. because it's not enough of us in this space. And yeah. we have to we have to continue to represent like that luxury market. Yeah. We have to be able to say so that way when we have our affluent, mm-hmm. when they level up, they can't continue to use and say, hey, you can certainly help me with that half million dollar house. But when they buy a multi-million dollar house, we can't continue to be overlooked Absolutely. because that slows us down. Like right. we have to we already have to work harder. Right. And that's a form of wealth transformation. Well, people understand when you sell that million dollar, you sell that 10, 20 million dollars. Let's put it this way. If you sell a 10 million dollar house, that's a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've had multiple six figure checks from selling a five and a four million dollar property. And you take that to 10, 15 and 20, which is happening regularly. Yeah. You know, every month there's at least 20 to 30, five to 10 million dollar sales in this market. Wow. That's that's wealth. When you talk about generational wealth, that's yeah. wealth, people. Yeah. And so for me, we talk about being the LeBron Jameses or the next Michael Jordan, the next Kobe Bryant. Right. Or the next uh, uh, future or the next Jay-Z's. 
How about the next Queen of Watsons? How about the next Rod Watson and so on and so forth? Because this is a trillion dollar industry. There's more money in real estate than there is basketball because somebody's controlling that money, right? Mm. You first got to make a team just to get a contract. All you got to do is get a license and get to work and steady (laughs) and prepare yourself. And even if it takes you a decade to get to the money, most players don't even get to play three years to make a couple of million dollars. That's a fact. You can make that in 18 months to 24 months if you hustle your ass off out here in a market like this. So mm. I understood that. And mm. I made my commitment to saying, mm. not only do I want to enter this market, but I want other people that look like me to know that this is more than attainable. We should also be focused on this because this is more obtainable than trying to be an NBA player or a rapper or an entertainer. Absolutely. Oh, Anybody God. can be a real estate broker. Absolutely. Right. Cheers to that. You, I think we, 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 I think we are all like, Look, you just spoke you to my spirit. You want some dropping shit today. I ain't going to hold you oh, up. Rod, Rod don't play around. Rod, you're and not I, playing around. And to think about it, it's, it, it's bigger than that. Like, it's not, it's not about, it's really about the, like you said, the wealth transfer. Right? Yeah. And really just showing that we can do this. Right. And, you know, I want to now I have to ask, because even, even with me, and I always speak with me and other people that want to get into luxury, like, what are some mistakes you see um, agents are making right now that may prevent them from growing in this market and really getting to that next level? Um, I, I, that's that's great you t- you're touching on. It. I think patience, right? Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes because of social media and the sensationalism around being in this industry where people see the million dollar listing shows oh, yeah. and even seeing someone like yourself, you're consistent, right? Yeah. You're, you, you put yourself out there first class and that's motivating, right? That's inspirational. But there's a process to that. I remember, I remember hearing you talk about going back to working with first home home buyers yes. and having a mindset, make your mind up that I was going to transition from this. But there was a process to get to where Queen of Watson is today. Right. And oftentimes people want to skip those processes. Oh, I know. Right. And I think the mistake that oftentimes people make is like I get people hit me up all the time. They want to be where Rod Watson is today. But I'm like, this is a 17 year process. Mm-hmm. You got to learn the business. You got to be willing to serve first. You got to be willing to put the work in first. You also got to be willing to take losses. Can you take a loss and bounce back? Mm. I mm-hmm. took losses out here. You know, eight, 24 months ago, I had zero dollars in my bank account because I bet on myself and I bounced back from that. Are you willing to go through those trans, those transitions? Are you willing to take on those challenges? Because it's bigger than just getting to the bag. I, don't, I take this personal. This is a legacy for me and my family. So I'm not out here just to show people I made a bunch of money. I'm out here to open up doors and create equitable opportunities for our people. Mm. And I think people overlook those things because they see the flash. Oh, yeah. And so I think to answer that question, I think we have to take more patience in preparing ourselves as professionals in this industry and taking it seriously and putting the time and the effort in and being okay with that and not complaining and bitching about how many deals you lost or how things aren't going your way. That's a part of the game. Yeah. And if you embrace that and you value that, what you'll learn over time is you're going to become a master at those of doing what you do best. Just mm-hmm. like Queen, she's become a master at what she's doing in her career field. And now it's sensational, but it didn't happen overnight. And so I, I think people have to be willing to really be patient with the process and put the time and the work in and the effort and just be consistent. That's the oh, biggest yeah. thing. Like I've been consistent, even with the losses and the bounce back. I'm not going to let that stop me from getting to the goal. The vision is what I keep my eyes on in the goal. So I think if people take it more seriously to be patient about the process and educating themselves, learning their markets and also connecting. Don't be afraid to reach out to a Queen of Watson and, okay. and, and ask or Rod Watson or whoever's in your marketplace and say, hey, you know, can I pick your brain? But when you ask that question, be prepared to give value back, too, because information ain't free. Right? Mm. Value that the, not, value the source. Can you, can you value repeat the source, that? Hold on. Slow down for the people. That, <laughs> information is not information free. Information is not free. Now, 
it can someone can gift it to you, right? Like when people come they to me, I have no problem sharing it. But respect, I, I like person, that. Respect Ooh. the person that's giving you the information. Don't expect them to give you the information and then be, you know, sideways with them if they set boundaries or if they're asking something from you in return. Like understand that that information that they have being able to develop and grow took years, took money, took setbacks, took investments. And so just value the information, value the relationships, be mm-hmm. willing to collaborate in this space oh, and, yeah. and just take your time in growing. That's I think, I don't know, it's a long way. I don't know, I gave a long answer to that question. But no, it's a great no, answer. I feel, great I feel answer. like those are the things, if I'm going to be honest, that I think a lot of people have to really understand. You're not going to get rich overnight in this industry. It takes time to huh. build wealth. That's a fact. The Rants and Gems Certified Gem Dropper Community is the place to be. Rants and Gems is more than a podcast. This is a community and a movement like no other. And our listeners, we want to make sure that you guys are shattering your real estate goals. Now, if you're a part of the Certified Gem Dropper Community, not only will you get access to all the episodes before we drop them, you're also going to get first dibs on our pop-ups, our networking events, discounts on Rants and Gems merch coming soon, also, discount ticket prices to the Rants and Gems live experience and other events featuring Kiana and myself. Not only will you get all these perks, but you're also going to get live Q&As every single month from past guests. So look, hit the link in the description of this video. Join- you do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon, and weekend getaways are anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. Join the Rants and Gems certified gem dropping community today and don't get left behind with your real estate goals. So tap in with us. Kiana and I are waiting to speak to you guys. Mm-hmm. And we need a gift from you right now because you're dealing with the sports and entertainment luxury crowd, right? Yeah. How does someone transition? Because there's a difference between luxury real estate mm-hmm. and then dealing with the sports and entertainment yeah. luxury side of the things, right? Yeah. So for an agent who's looking to transition into that business, what are like three steps that you can give them yeah. to build that type of business with the sports and entertainment crowd? Yeah, I would say... Um, to, to, to answer that question, one is positioning. How you position yourself from the beginning, I think, is mm-hmm. important. So meaning if you don't have any experience, then you're going to have to get in an environment around people that have that experience and say, what value can I bring to those individuals or to that organization? Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's a team or if that's an agent, hey, I'm willing to run and get your Starbucks. I'm willing to walk your dog. I'm willing to print these papers and go do whatever. I'm willing to do your mailing. I'm willing to lick stamps. I'm willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. in exchange to learn how to succeed like you are in this industry. So positioning is important. I would say the second thing is steady the, steady the industry, steady those that are having success in this space, you know, um, and spending the time developing relationships in that space. So example, I flew to conferences, even conferences that had nothing to do with real estate. Like I attended uh, Lee Steinberg conference where he was teaching sports agents how to enter the industry and become sports agents. Why, why would you go there as a real estate agent? 
to deal to deal to build sports agents to build relationships with future sports agents. Yeah, right, right, right. Because it's harder to get in that circle that of agents that are already established. Yeah, that's been in the game 20, Smart. 30 years. That's right, versus building relationships with the ones out of the next generation. Right, and being patient with that process because I knew I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna die trying to get to where I want to go, or I'm gonna succeed. And in between that is just time, and what you do with it is on you. So building those relationships in that space after you position yourself is important because those are gonna be the pathways to success, right? Those people that are gonna pick up the phone because this is a relationship business. You're not gonna advertise and get an athlete. Mm. No. No. Very rarely does that yeah. happen. You That's might not get you might get lucky here and there. Yeah, but, I don't see that. But I don't every, see it happening. Yeah, but I'm just saying there may be somebody that you did some advertising and maybe you caught an athlete's attention. But the way that it's going to take place nine times out of ten is by way of a relationship, someone that that's you've built trust with, and they're going to refer that client to you. Okay. And then the third thing is you got to build your brand. You got to spend the time and the money to invest after you've acquired the knowledge, the coaching, mm -hmm. after you've developed the relationships, or in between the process of doing those first two, you got to start also focusing on developing your brand to tell your personal story because we all have a unique story to tell. Absolutely. And stories are what people relate to. And at the end of the day, once you start developing that brand, that's what's going to start attracting people to you and being consistent with it, regardless if it doesn't feel good, if you're not closing deals. Because look, I went, when I first came to the LA market, I went t almost two years without closing a deal. Crazy. And keep in mind, I was I, my wife and family live in the San Diego market, and I have a place here in L.A. Yeah. So I'm commuting back for the last five years. But the first two, I wasn't making no money yeah. from representing athletes. I did free free work a lot during that period of time, helping clients out, providing information, doing leases I didn't get paid on. But guess what? Two years later, the phone started to ring. Those athletes, the mom, the moms called me, the athletes themselves called me, or I got referrals because they remembered. It wasn't about the money. It was about establishing and letting people know this is my brand. You're going to get service from Rod Watson. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you're going to get the best service in this business. So you have to establish your brand so people can know who you are and what you represent. And that's going to lead to the multiple opportunities going forward. You know, I think too many people in this day and age think brand is all social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, brand it's is not. service. 100%. You know what I'm saying? In this industry, brand is service. Yep. Your service got to be A1 if yep. you want to deal with the elite. Yep, and it's what people say about you when you're not around. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's at the end of the day. And I'll, I'll give a tip. One of the best books I read around brands is called Brands and Bullshit. It's a mm -hmm. red book. It's called Brands and Bullshit. I recommend anybody that's focusing on building a brand to read that book. That book helped me gain perspective around building what you guys see today. And uh, I just recommend it. if you're going to read anything around brands, read that book. OK, so now you've established yourself as an amazing agent and you are servicing athletes. What mm -hmm. happened when you said it's time for me to grow a team and you started the L.A. VIP agent? Yeah, well, good, you know, that's that's another good question. For me, it was about how do I expand the, the brand of Rod Watts? Like, how do I grow it and make it about community and about bigger than myself? And what I found is sometimes people have a hard time being a part of teams where you have your name on everything. And so LA VIP agent, when I think about what is the whole Rod Watson brand about? Well, one, LA is my base. All right. Two, we know the clients that we serve are very important people. VIP, they want exclusivity. They want discretion. They want privacy. Right. And then agents, agents are the purple realized real estate agents. We service that demographic. So me and my wife came up with the term LA VIP agent. And we felt that that would help kind <clears> of <throat> take that 
that challenge away from people wanting to come be a part of the Rod Watson team or the Watson group because we functioned as that name for a while. Yeah. And I felt LAVIP agent would allow us to make it to where agents could feel comfortable repping that brand and being a part of the movement of providing, you know, exceptional service to a distinct clientele. And it caught fire, you know, and, and we had agents that wanted to be a part of it that, you know, came in, especially the last two years where we really mm -hmm. began to make our mark uh, from 2019 to where we are now. And it just just flowed, you know, and, and it allowed me to also take more of a position where I am now, which is stepping outside of being just an agent and moving more into being a business owner and eventually launching my own firm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your new firm. Yeah. Right. Um, Aston Rose. That's correct. Um, so you've partnered up with um, three other partners. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a firm that's dedicated to sports and entertainment. Um, luxury sales and tell us a little bit about how that how that happened how did that like you yeah. guys put that together yeah uh, Aston Rose is the name of our company it's a luxury boutique firm mm -hmm. um, really what led to it is after years and years of being in the industry and seeing a lack of representation where you don't see luxury agents that look like us representing representing athlete clients and I think a lot of that is obviously due to the fact that we don't have any equity or ownership in this position. We, we're not controlling the industry, if you will, and there's reasons for that. Mm -hmm. It was motivating for me after running teams and being a part of brokerages and firms and really seeing that they don't really have our best interests at heart. You know, And at the end of the day, it is just business, and so it's on us to create our ecosystem. It's on us to create our equitable opportunities. And um, after 2019, going through a few negative experiences with different firms, I was like, I made my mind up that yeah. I'm not going back to that, nor am I going to stay in the business and, and continue to ex have these experiences. So one of my partners, Rob Height, ended up representing David Beckham and Victoria Beckham in wow. 2020 on a $20 million sale at a penthouse at Boyle Museum. That's, that is huge. Yeah, yep. that's and huge. He was the first black person to ever sell a, a property at that caliber in this in this uh, state of Florida in Miami. Wow! And so I reached out to him, and you know, congratulated him first because I think it's important for us to give each other our flowers while we're here and to not be intimidated by someone Agreed. else's success, especially when they look like you. Agreed. And um, I talked to him and said, "Hey, look, you know, I pitched my idea around us forming a national powerhouse, and he liked it. He was like, I believe in it. He was like, let's talk to Tommy." And so he brought Tommy into the conversation and Tommy was like, she was like, I'm all in. How do we how do we get this done? And that's originally how it originated, how we began to really talk about what that would look like. And then fast forward, you know, it took us two years really to kind of put it all together. And because you got to keep in mind, you know, we're in multi, we're in different markets. We have families, different things. What markets going are you guys on. in? So I'm here in the L.A. market and also service in San Diego. Tommy and Rob are in the uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami market. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we're different time zones, Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. families. And, and at that point, we still were getting to know each other because obviously when you go in business people with people, you know, you're taking a risk no matter what. But you need to know as much as you can about those individuals, their habits, you know, discipline, mm -hmm. structure. And we had to really outline how we were going to work together, you know, and what our business model was going to look like and what things we needed to be focusing on. And then how are we going to execute, you know, launching a national base program? Because it's one thing to talk about it, but then to do it, that's yeah, a whole execution different thing. Is yeah, a, oh, execution. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk to you blow in the face. Absolutely. Don't mean you can't execute yeah, it. Absolutely. So 
the lack of representation motivated us and us controlling our own narrative and having ownership because what I saw is that, as I said to you before, this is a trillion dollar industry. We're not playing in this game and it's mind boggling to me. When you think about all the multimillionaires, billionaires, black multimillionaires and billionaires, right? Everybody wants to play in sports and entertainment. And a lot of that's because naturally that's what we do. That's who we are. We're creators by nature, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to step back and say, well, real estate isn't going anywhere, right? And people are always gonna need a place to live. Right. People are always gonna need a place to operate their businesses, just like this studio. Somebody's paying Absolutely. rent here, right? Absolutely. And so why aren't we in these spaces having ownership? And that was motivating enough for us to put this company together and be the first of its kind. How did Lisa? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got knock on wood. So, how did Lisa Leslie get into? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. We both, we we both wrote it. Yeah, well, you know, we thought we we were like, okay, we're going to do this. The three of us, we're strong, and you know, we're confident in our ability. But then it was like, you know, having another strong black woman a part of this to show that, you know, we have two women, two men is that balance. Yeah. And then you're bringing in an iconic superstar like Lisa. So to answer that question, Rob knew Lisa because Rob played in the big three, Ice Cube's league. Okay. And Lisa's a coach. And Rob also knows her husband. So he had that relationship. And so we were talking and Rob was like, you know, Lisa has a license and she was with Keller Williams at the time. So he was like, you know, we should have, we should approach her. I was like, yeah, absolutely, because mm -hmm. we see the benefit, especially with our business model, being able to get into these these areas of space where it's going to be challenging to deal with some of the agents, some of the, some of the some of the franchises. Right. Or or to get in certain rooms, Lisa's going to get that access. Yeah. She has the ability. And not only that, Lisa's very good at what she does when it comes to like she's very charismatic. She's a smart woman. She's a businesswoman, And a lot of people like her. And she was also passionate about our mission, right? It was bigger than just us selling big homes and posting up numbers. It was about creating those equitable opportunities for people that look like us. You know, Lisa being a, you know, Inglewood um, high graduate growing up here in Southern California and in Los Angeles. And she had, she, she, if you study her, she's had some, I would say some unfortunate experiences growing up too. She didn't know Absolutely. who her father was growing up. So we felt like, our experiences as people aligned and our visions aligned and that she would bring an immense amount of value to help us grow and expand this brand in the sports and entertainment space just because of who she is, her yep. name, and the fact that she believed in what we were doing, we just felt it made sense to partner with her and bring her in to complete, right? It was the big three, but now it's the big four. And that's an even number, right? And they're strength in numbers. And we felt that we can go further together and working together. Um, and, and having her a part of this journey, then not. Mm, that's, that is so good to hear. Yeah. Um, and, and I say that, like, there's always strength in numbers, but also understanding positioning. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, most people don't think about positioning when you're thinking about creating a business and, that's true. you know, structuring your business. So now that you guys have launched, how does that, how does that look for you guys? <laughs> it's, first of all, it's a great feeling, man, because, you know, we put a lot of time and energy in just to get to this point. But now knowing that we have a firm that's on a national level, a firm that is going to create opportunities for people that look like us, because, look, you know, there are a lot of agents out here that look like us that are at firms that aren't getting the support that they need. Mm -hmm. They're not being acknowledged for their success. And I was even talking to an agent. I won't mention her name or the company, but she was telling me that, 
you know, they, it was, other black agents within this national, very well-known luxury firm were having to create their own, kind of like their own um, uh, club, if you will, yeah. kind of like their own social yeah. club to acknowledge. And I'm like, yeah. what kind of sense does that make? If you got to be, in, if you're a part of a brand and you have to go create a, a world a for club. yourself, yeah. a club outside of that, yeah, what, like, Come on. And yeah. so to me, that was like a clear indication that we were on point by creating this firm because we know we're going to attract other people that see value in coming to a place that they can feel like at home. They can feel comfortable about being themselves. You don't have to go into an office and worry about somebody talking about your boots or your hair or how you're dressing because that's what makes you comfortable. Right. Yeah. You can feel comfortable being yourself. And, you know, I said this many a times. We're going to be the most diverse and inclusive luxury real estate firm in the nation because we value people first. And with that being said, that's our motivation. So as an, as an agent, right, we have our audiences, a lot of real estate brokers, real estate agents, right? If they wanted to work for your company, what could they expect? Like what kind of support could they expect from, you, from your firm? Yeah, well, uh, that's a great question. Well, one, they can definitely expect a, a large level of support because we've partnered with SIDE and SIDE is a tech-based uh, luxury real estate uh, technology uh, uh, a company that's based in San Francisco. And their whole focus is really giving the support to the agents in the back end, dealing with those things that most people don't see, you know, setting up systems, processes, right? Um, dealing with listing transactions, seller, I'm sorry, buyer transactions. Um, and then of course the training on the technology. You go to a lot of other firms and they can say, oh, we have these this level of training. But what you find when you get in, it's on you to learn those systems. It's on you to figure out how to implement your systems. It's yeah. on you to figure out how to manage and run and scale your swim. business. Yeah. Bingo. Whereas with us, when you come in and partner with us, one, you're not working for us. You're partnering with us. You are a partner. And so our focus is, all right, before, once you meet the minimum standards and our you know qualifications, we're going to look at where you are in your business and say, okay, our focus then is to set those goals. So those producers that come in, we have business managers that are assigned to those agents, right? And SIDE provides that. And that's a part of that partnership where those business managers sit with those agents or our partners and they help them get a real understanding of where they are, what they've done the past 12 months and where they want to take their business and how they can do that utilizing the technology that our partnership with SIDE offers. So agents get their own app. Inside the app, they have their own contracts. You know, typically you got to go to your car forms or to your forms that are offered in your local market on your desktop. Mm -hmm. And you, when you got to write off, you either got to go to the office or you got to go to your laptop. Whereas now you could be at a ball game and a client calls you and says, hey, I want to write this offer right now. Within five minutes, you can have an offer, offer drafted. You can have the approval letter or proof of funds attached. Send those out for DocuSign to the client and then in the actual agent's, you know, inbox to, for review. And, you know, when we think about time, that's the oh, most yeah. valuable asset. We're Absolutely. selling time in this business, Absolutely. right? Oh, yeah. And service. And so our focus is giving our agents that level of support so that they can be productive and they're not spending all their time working in their business. They can focus on working on their business. And that's what the whole partnership with SIDA is about, is giving them that ongoing support that doesn't fall on us as founders, right? Yeah. Because when you start your own brokerage, that, file, that falls on you. You have to go either hire the right people, <laughs> and oftentimes the biggest part is hiring the right people uh, that aren't going to run off quality people absolutely. or not provide the level of service that quality people um, deserve and need. So to answer that question, it's it's ongoing support. Our, our, our team works from seven to seven daily, seven days a week. So they have them available for whatever, whether it's a tech question or it's a service need related to the client. 
they're available around the clock and they respond with less than 55 seconds from the inquiry or the initial request for support. Man, that's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, of course I know about SAG. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my own brokerage and it is hard. It's yeah. hard to completely run it as an independent being, especially if you still want to sell or if you have the desire to want to sell. Correct. Like you have to, like you can't be the managing broker and also a salesperson. And then while building a team, building system, building processes, like I'm doing it, yeah. but it is challenging. Yes. So I can, I can understand and respect yeah. your partnership with side yeah. and get in different markets. Absolutely. And speaking of that, now that you know, you have this huge powerhouse, not only are you, um, you have your idea, you have your firm, you have the right support. What would you say to an entertainer and someone they're shopping around for someone to list their property or they're looking for a broker? You know, I always say it's not that we want you to choose us because we're black. We just want to be included in the interview process. Yeah. What would you say to them to say, you know what, make sure you give us a call? I would say I, I would say one, that's a really, really good question. I would say first, representation matters. And step step back and think about that. You know, what Queen, you know, the question that you propose is every other culture gets that. Right. They understand the importance of representation. Now, is it a racial thing or any other thing that has to do with hate? No, but they understand the basically group ep group economics. They, under they understand the importance of working with one another. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to use a black person, but I think it would be important to take the consideration of that. Each time you are represented by someone outside of your ethnicity, that money flows into their community. It doesn't circulate back into the black community Facts. nine times out of ten. You know, when you buy a house in Beverly Hills for $40 million, that agent that you don't even nine, nine, time, nine times out of 10, you don't know have a relationship with or doesn't look like you, is getting a quarter of a million to $500,000. And that money is going into their communities. And I'm going to throw something else in that with that. Also, nine times out of 10, those people are supporting the political organizations or the police unions that are killing us in the streets, mm. right? And not thinking twice about it. Those, those, those dollars that help them support those campaigns come from you choosing to work with them. So those are things where you really want to dig down and get deep about it. It's important to take a step back and think about that. We need to be controlling our own narrative. We need to make sure that our dollars flow between our communities. Who you love is your business, but you should love us enough to say it matters that we're supporting each other economically if we want to get ourselves out of the situation that we're currently in in this country as black people. And economics is the basis of changing all of that. That's how we close the wealth gap. Absolutely. Right? We have to do business with each other. Like you said, we have to keep that money circulating. And Absolutely. too many times, you know, black people, we just don't want to deal with black people. Correct. You and, know, and, you know, you know, listen, sucks. professionalism is important, right? Right. Agreed. Regardless, I'm not saying you got to work with us because, like you said, we're black. But even go beyond just saying, consider them at the table. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Like, if it has something to do with bad experiences, that's cool. That happened in the past. But a Queen Watson is a fucking professional. Yeah. A Rod Watson is a professional. We've proven ourselves in this space. Absolutely. You're not questioning that person nine times out of ten that don't look like you that your business manager is handing you off to. You automatically assume that they are professional. But nine times out of ten, that isn't always the case because I hear the nightmare stories. So all I'm saying is if we take a step back and really evaluate ourselves and how we've made our decisions in the past and ask, can we do better? My, my, my stance to an athlete, what I would say to them is that we can do better. And the way that we do better is just really taking a step back and seeing the importance that just by simply choosing a competent agent like Queen & Watson in your marketplace, when it's time to buy or sell a property, 
can actually change and shift our culture because now she can build her business. She can hire more black agents that look like her or diverse agents from multiple ethnicities to come and work at her firm to service people at a high level. And that money can then begin to circulate within our communities to continue that process for generations to come. Amen. 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 Let me tell you, I'm passing the collection. Pass the collection. Listen, and I'm going to say this, and that, this is from, you know, of I course, no like me, wine, but us being brokers, I, can, I see it happen so often. And it's like we're fighting for a seat at the table. And even when we create our own tables, we're fighting to at least get the opportunity. Absolutely. So I feel like what you guys are doing is huge. And what we're doing. It's not just us, you too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're doing. Because I, I forget, I, like I'm interviewing. I, at, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, you know, you have set a standard, Queena. You yeah. set a standard and inspired a lot of women, black, white, whatever. A lot of women look at you and it's inspiration because I'm going to say this. Real estate is always and always has been ran and driven by women, even though it's a male driven industry by perception and face, women are the backbone of the real estate industry. That's a fact. And to see a woman like yourself coming from your experiences, telling your story and doing what you're doing, it's bigger than just you selling. You're creating and revolutionizing the industry for more women to step in and reduplicate what you're doing. So it's not just me and what we're doing. I think collectively what we're doing is highly impactful and it's needed. Agreed. 100% great. Let me ask you a question, because you mentioned something about you know, the challenges or, mm -hmm. you know, the bad experiences, mm -hmm. right? What, tell us a story about one of your most challenging deals that you had to deal with in the luxury sports and entertainment space as a broker. I haven't, you know, I haven't had um, like really challenging deals from a standpoint from, from where I've had to deal with the agents on the other side is the challenge oftentimes. And those experiences where you have to figure out how to communicate with them mm -hmm. to sh and a lot of it posed stemmed around them how they view me as being competent or how does he have this client yeah how's he working with this level of client right yeah. mm -hmm. and getting access just to get in the door and show the home to a client right the process that you have to go through that nine times out of ten they're not making another agent that doesn't look like them go through and attitude and and just you know, me understanding that I don't have a lot of room for error in this space. So I have to make sure that how I handle myself and the way that I communicate back when I'm faced with those challenges are important versus losing my cool or letting it disrupt or or even showing them that it that I'm upset by it or, or, or it makes me feel some type of way. I would say I've had to deal with that often, but I haven't had a a particular deal where because when it gets to the deal, I always try to make sure that all our boxes are checked when it yeah. comes to the representation side. And you're always gonna have challenges in a transaction, but I have never had one deal that I've not been able to get done because I was faced with obstacles, right? It was just communication is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. How you communicate. First of all, how you position yourself and present your client is also big Absolutely. in this space. And what I've also seen is nine times out of 10, when it comes to an athlete, they don't wanna deal, they don't wanna lose that deal. They wanna figure out a way to get it done. What I've just been faced with is oftentimes they're trying to figure out how I'm in this position. How did I get the client? Right. Mm. And that's just a part of the business. And that's a and that's yeah. a terrible, you know, it's we, awful. Deal, we deal with it all also yeah. often. I, I did a, um, an interview in any magazine and I commend you for speaking up because there's so many um, black real estate brokers, minority real estate brokers and agents. And we deal with these challenges and we're afraid to just say it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as if it's like, like you feel like if I say it. 
then I'm going to step on more toes. Yeah. And I and I remember when the article came out, I was shopping with a high net worth client and we were getting followed like toe to toe through every single property. And right after the article goes out, two days later, I'm on a tour and this agent, I know for a fact they read that article. They was like, I don't want to make sure I want to make sure I'm not hovering you. And I said, thank you. Could you please sit in the study? Because mm -hmm. you know what I do know? I know how to read. I'm mm -hmm. prepared. Mm -hmm. If I come to see a property, you better believe I looked up if this is marble mm -hmm. and what type of what type of cabinets this is. Yep. I know I know what a kitchen is. Yep. Yeah. We don't need you heel to heel unless yeah. there's something spectacular in a secret passageway that we yeah. can't identify. Mm -hmm. Give us room to sell the property Correct. to our clients our way. Correct. Um, and I'm glad that you at least spoke on that. And yeah. those, again, that has a lot to do with what representation yeah, if, we, absolutely. if we were representing both both ends side, belt, side buyers and yeah. sellers uh -huh. and we had the opportunity to do both yeah. we'll change the trajectory of how they treat us absolutely because now we're opening the doors for other people yeah to absolutely come in. and and you're 100 accurate on that you know i've been ostracized a lot because i've always been one to speak up when i was in these organizations and i i'll give you another story that really caused me to pivot and move in this direction um 2018, I'll say the name because I don't care. I was at Compass. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> she got they, the wine for that one. <laughs> they, I had been there almost a little right at a year. I would get in 6 a.m. before anybody else got in, do my work. I'm out the door by nine in the field because I would meet people. That's how my business is growing. I, I'm, I'm a face to face person. Coffee, lunches, I don't cold call, I don't beg for business. I just go meet people. and build relationships and let everything else take its course. I got a call after being in the office on a Wednesday, I got a call Friday morning from the sales manager and I answered the phone. I was laying next to my wife in bed. It was like 7 a.m. in the morning. And he says to me, um, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the company. And I said, why? He said, I'm not at liberty to share that with you. Hmm. I said, well, what do you mean? I was like, what's this about? And I won't say his name because it's not his fault. He, he was giving orders. He said, well, I'm not at liberty to give. I said, well, you got to tell me something. Like, you're calling me. I just saw you on Wednesday. There was no problem. The, the founder of the company was in my social media page commenting, saying how great what I was doing was, was he was like, he was like, this is great. He made a comment on one of my posts. So yeah. three days later, you guys asked me to leave. So then he says, well, you don't fit our company culture. Wow. And wow. I, said, I said, well, what does that mean? He's like, well, that's all I could tell you. The reason why I say that is because that was a pivotal moment for me to get to where I am today because I said I will never be treated that way again. I will never give somebody the opportunity to tell me that I don't fit something or fit in a box or who knows the reason why I never got the honest reason. I, I was told something that was even more devastating than what they told me the reason was, but that's not the point. The point that what motivated me to get here was that I also know that there are hundreds of other people that look like us that are going through these experiences at these firms and are afraid to speak up because it's going to eliminate their opportunity to be there. You know what I'm going to say to you? You can come to Aston Rose or if you're in Atlanta, you can go join Queen of Watchers team. There's a place for you now. And let me Man. tell you something. And, you know, I don't mind piggybacking because nobody has ever asked me my story about my experience with Compass and why I decided to leave. Our office to be in Atlanta, the Black Mecca, mm -hmm. to be in the Atlanta in the Black Mecca, we to be a a true minority. It was maybe three of us in that office, and when they were working to become public, I started to see. I felt like um, they recruited me. I will have the systems are great, 
the support was good. But for the most part, it felt like it was an initiative to go after more African-American um, agents. And they were dropping my name here in LA to agents in LA. Kiana's with us in Atlanta. Agents in Chicago, New York, Miami, all of that stuff because they did this big initiative right before they went public. Mm. And you know when you're going public, you gotta have what? Diversity. 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 Yeah. So it was strategy. Yeah. It was a big strategy. So they never kicked they never they never kicked me off the door even though I was always talking. But when I was planning to leave and they knew I was planning to leave, I, I got I got a call. Hey, we saw an ad that we saw a house posted on Facebook. And we see that you're no longer using our logo. Does this mean you want us to release your license? Mm. That actually happened. And I said, an ad? I said, let me see what this is. I looked it up. It My website is with Agent Image. I said, Agent Image posted that. You know, it goes through the IDX. Yeah. I That's said, I no, That's that has nothing thing. to do with That's me. That's nothing to do with Then they were like, well, let's look into this. Then the person from Agent Image said, oh, my God, we made a mistake on your website. And it was almost as if they were patronizing me Absolutely. to the point where they knew I wanted to go. She wanted to hurry up and let me get out, yeah. like hurry up and push me out. And yeah. I think a lot of that has a lot to do when you don't mind disrupting the space and saying, you know what? Yeah. I don't feel comfortable here. There's yeah. not enough representation here. Mm -hmm. We're not getting the support that you said you were going to give exactly. me to grow exactly. mm -hmm. into certain spaces. Exactly. So we have to create our own space. We have yeah. to create our own culture. Because yeah, when you own, that's what you do. When you, you own something, you own you the own right it. to create the to control the narrative. That's right. And to give people the real support. Absolutely. To, Absolutely. to tell someone, listen, you do deserve to sell a twenty million dollar house. Yeah. Let me can. show you how I did it. And you can. Not trying to keep you where yeah. you, you know. Well, you know, and they also talked about like, oh, there's collaboration here. It's no collaboration if you're okay. not in those circles. And you don't that's look like the people in those circles. That's that's the truth. It's and competition. And, and, yeah. And and you know, the down the downside about it is that, you know, again, these institutions are not built for us to succeed within them. Regardless of what they lead you to believe, they're not built with that intention. And if that's where you wanna be, cool, but I'm letting people know there is a place for you now that you can come to and not deal with those experiences that, off, that happen far too often than what they should be. And that's just a fact. Man, you've been dropping so much gems on this episode, man. Yeah. We really appreciate, no, I appreciate you your, guys your time. Me. And um, you know, you've enlightened me during this conversation on many different things. And um, uh, I wish you guys nothing but success it. and whatever we can do to support you guys movement. You know, we're here to support you guys on a large scale, yeah. um, but we need you to leave our audience with one more rant and one more oh, yes. gem. All right, so we're gonna start with a rant. Um, my rant is that, you know, for us as black people and African-American people in this country, I think it's really time for us to see the importance of ownership and see the importance of supporting each other and getting out of our own way and taking those steps to control our narrative in all aspects, whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, and especially now in this, in this field of real estate in particular, and, and just control our own and not being afraid of doing that, not being afraid of stepping outside of the norm and what has been created, quote unquote, the American society. This is our world, and at the end of the day, we can build something very unique for ourselves, and I think it's time we start to do that. Facts. Right. I like that. And leave and us with a gem. What's the gem? A gem, um, just the gem I would say is that believe in yourself, you know, no matter what you're dealing with, what you're going through, especially in a world that, you know, oftentimes, you know, can tell you you're less than or if you, you got to be a certain thing to fit into certain crowds or groups, just believe in, the, in your dreams, believe in, you know, the things that you want to accomplish in life and have the confidence and also build your ecosystem around you with people that are supporting your dreams and your beliefs and just be committed to the work and the process and no matter what, stay committed. 
Dope. 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 We love it. Now tell us how how can we find you? How can we follow follow you guys? Yep. Support you guys in any way. Yep. For Aston Rose, you can actually visit our website at astonrose.se.com. You can follow me on Instagram at, at rodwatson23. Uh, my email is rod at astonrose.se.com. And um, reach out to me on those platforms. I'll always get back to you and respond. And I appreciate you guys having me. No doubt, man. We Thank appreciate you. your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show oh, today. Yeah. Yep. We got another one. Oh, yeah. We got another <laughs> this one. Was, this, this was a phenomenal one. episode. Yeah. Thank I can, you. I'm just so grateful that you were just so honest and yeah. you know, transparent about your experiences yeah. because every time we share our experiences, we help the next person. Absolutely. So thank you so much. No, I thank you guys for having me. This has been great. No doubt, brother. Yeah. So look, man, y'all tap in when I got Rod. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe. Again, if you want to put any, if you want to advertise with Rants and Gems, remember, email info at rantsandgems.com. Our team will respond within 24 hours. We would love to have you guys as a partner. Again, my name is Matt Garland, and I'm a lesson number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, license number 317576, broker extraordinaire. Thank you so much for tuning in to another phenomenal episode of The Rants and Gems Show. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.